Welcome to the JetRails podcast, supporting you through the airwaves with information about website and e-commerce technology and strategies, from design and development to security, marketing, conversion rate optimization, and web hosting. We bring you insights from industry leaders and experts, hosted, edited, and published by me, Robert Rand, your friendly neighborhood tech ambassador. Hi, and welcome to an episode of the JetRails podcast. I'm Robert, your host, and today we're going to be talking about site speed. And more specifically, often when we talk about site speed, we're talking about images and, and media and rich content and things that may be uh, affecting the speed at which different pages in your website are going to load. But today we're going to be talking a little bit more uh, than just that. We're going to be diving in on the data side as well and talking about um, some of the things that are going to have an impact on site speed that are going to go above and beyond um, the average uh, items that get looked at. And they're going to have a deep impact. And uh, we're lucky to have with us today, Subu, with the, uh, and I'm I'm going to work on making sure I, I pronounce it right today, but you're going to correct me. Um, we've got the Zykata team uh, that, that Subu is the co-founder of. And Subu, would you do the honor of introducing yourself? Definitely. Robert, uh, first, I want to say thank you for having me on the show. I've seen your uh, programs. It's very informative. So thank you for that. Uh, I'm Subo. I'm the founder and CEO of Zycota Networks. And uh, what we have done is we have built a programmable, intelligent edge platform. And in the context of e-commerce, our mission is very simple. Help merchants deliver the fastest shopping experience on the internet. That's our main goal. Oh, and... <laughs> You know, it definitely aligns with, with what we do at JetRails and, and what our customers' needs and expectations are. So, you know, can you tell me a little bit about the name? Uh, I always love hearing how tech companies came to these unique names. Definitely. I would say any founder that you ask, especially, you know, like uh, since all the good names are taken, that is one of the hardest problems, if not the most important problem than the technical uh, problem you're trying to solve. And for us, uh, the name was inspired by the insect cicada. And uh, I'm a math geek. And uh, what drew me towards the insect cicada is they come out once every 17 years or something. It's powered by prime numbers. And the beauty about that is that you can have one predator that would specialize in taking down the species. So I thought when it comes to survivability, nature played a really like a math uh, uh, move on these guys and that kind of uh, drew me to them. But in the context of Zykata, what it means is that you can, if you're a hacker, if you're a bad guy, you can maybe take one or two bots that we have, but you can bring down the network. That means that our customers are always happy, they're getting the best experience and uh, you know, in a most secure manner. So that's the Reason we came up with it, Zikada. and Zikada.com was taken, so we had to come up with a name play, and we made it Zikada. Interesting. I, I like it though. Safety in numbers. <laughs> yeah, you've got a numbers. swarm there that doesn't. You know, they can throw whatever they want at it. Uh, they're <laughs> not going to take down the whole swarm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And well, you, you can you can definitely learn from nature, right? She has done it for a few billion years, so and we're still here. So why not learn from the best? Absolutely. I'm always trying. I mean, I don't get out of these walls all that often. You could probably tell from my tan, but <laughs> uh, but no, it's, it's true that, you know, most of the best technology and the best ideas are based on things that we see in nature. So, uh, you know, 
we're just bringing things forward. <laughs> but the universe has already done it. Uh, now, you know, we've been talking about e-commerce speed for years. Um, you know, as a community, uh, JetRail certainly is a company. Me personally, uh, it, it is an important topic that companies from Google onward have really been bringing front and center for years and, and years. Um, we still run into a lot of sites with speed issues, though. You know, a lot of people wind up on our doorstep, and uh, it's a big challenge that that they've been honestly that they've been suffering with. Uh, and so, there's a lot that we're able to do. You know, from the hosting perspective, bringing down the time to first byte, and um, and really providing a lot of different resources. They're going to have an impact, different caching layers, and other things. But from your experience, you know. How has the data been evolving? Are, are there new stats as we've gone through 2020, 2021, as we've seen these increases in e-commerce shopping trends? Um, and you know, as businesses have had a chance to try to tackle some of this speed challenge, has that led to new data, new studies? Uh, are there you know, other benefits that we're seeing to working on, on the loading speed optimization that maybe we didn't even know about before. What are you seeing as sort of the, the hot conversations in the market at the moment? Yeah, um, that's a very uh, deep question, Robert. So I'm going to kind of start by saying that uh, we, uh, so far, we have delivered, uh, I would say, a few trillion transactions on the internet, serving some of the, you know, like the best names that have uh resources i would i call them like a trillion dollar resources i mean they, these are guys that hired the best engineers best everything in the world and we got the opportunity to go and work with them and show how we complement that existing stack so in terms of uh, you, your question about what you see uh in the last couple of years one thing uh i would start with the story here i think that'll be interesting uh it was a friday morning i vividly remember it was in the covid peak time the world was so gray and that was the best call in my life. It was a merchant from France. He literally called me and he said, thank you. And he said, thank you because, yes, I, I delivered uh, our services to some of the biggest, strongest, uh, you know, multi-billion dollar technology companies. And we love them for all the obvious reasons. Uh, but what mattered to me, I mean, what kind of uh, made uh, like a warm, fuzzy feeling was this merchant, small merchant, his GMV is maybe like... Uh, about uh, five to ten million dollars a year, and he was saying that by by having the conversion boost that we were able to bring to the table, which was close to like ten percent for him, that made the difference between he not closing the shop and making it through COVID. And to me, that was worth it. As a founder, when you see that you are helping a fellow founder run a shop and not close down, it was totally worth it. So going back to your question about the last couple of years, customers are now, if you think about where do you want to shop, the first thing they think about is Amazon. It's in their mindset. Yeah? So if you're a merchant, you're already competing with a trillion dollar adversary. And I always ask, as, as a founder myself, I always ask, what do you do to stand up against your competition? Right? If there is any help that comes your way, how would you leverage that so that you can fight better? And speed happened to be, which was mind-blowing. I mean, you know this stat probably that Amazon published. Every 100 millisecond reduction in latency was boosting the top line revenue by 1%. And when I heard this, I believed it. 
but i thought maybe it's only relevant for the top top of the top dogs right because at scale it matters what we learned in the last two years robert was even smaller merchants when you shave latency so we basically shave uh, a significant latency i would say um not 100 milliseconds so we generally give our customers uh, 8 to 10% jump in conversion and revenue metrics and all of that and that's what we were able to do is by shaving the time they were able to boost the conversion which reduces the customer acquisition cost which you know matters a lot for e-commerce business so that that's what we did i mean we understood that it mattered for big ones but it's very gratifying to see across the belt speed had an impact in driving business success yeah it's uh it's interesting that you know every time that i look at the studies half the studies that i see look at sentiment from merchants where merchants say that they recognize speed is an issue but it's not getting as much attention as they think it should that you know they intended to do more about it in 2020 or in 2021 and here we are leading into code freezes for the holiday shopping season uh, at taping time here. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, th- this is uh, sort of an ongoing challenge. Now, I often see sites focused on, uh, on the speed of static elements, elements that are going to be served up the same way consistently. Um, so things I was alluding to earlier, images and rich media and, and other code that can be uh, you know, minimized and, and sort of pre-cooked and, and prepared. What is happening with the dynamic content? Because that's where often the, the biggest challenge arises, uh, you know, in, in terms of the merchant's ability to really impact it. Um, you know, generally speaking, what are you seeing happening there? And, and what are some of the, the selves around that? That, you know, that's a topic that I, I rarely hear much about. Definitely, Robert. So uh, you, you you kind of uh, define the, the content set really well. So the content that's static, we have an amazing tool called the CDN. You can configure it well, and you can cache them up close to the edge, so it's faster. But when it comes to dynamic content, the problem is you can't store them at the edge. It has to drive all the way to what I call the mothership. So if you're running on Magento, if you're running it on BigCommerce or Commerce Cloud or your own cloud, what it means is that it has to traverse all the way to your CDN. CDN would, will understand that it's a dynamic content. Now it has to travel all the way back to the mothership, which is your origin. Now the business logic is getting executed. So they're trying to understand, is this personalized? Is this dynamic? Is this you know dynamic pricing is, is heavily involved now? So it's doing all those computation in real time while your buyers are waiting. And what it means is that I call this the latency tax or the necessary evil that's being like bringing down our industry because you need the dynamicity to boost engagement, but that comes with the latency tax, which is compromising the experience. So what we did was we thought, hey, if that is the case, is there a way to decouple the latency that's associated with the dynamic content? So if you do that, then you get the best of the dynamic content, the richness, the, the engagement, and all the uh, other features you are investing to uh, enthrall your user, your buyer, without losing their attention by making it snappier. So that's what we did. So we basically created, uh, you know, the way I look at it, Robert, is if you want to serve someone better, you should understand them. And the way we have created our uh, bots, if you will, 
is our bots understand how your real users, your buyers, are interacting with your website, your e-commerce site. And we use that information to understand them so that we can make it faster for them. So doing so, we were able to show that they were actually, by not optimizing dynamic content, they were basically leaking, burning money up to like 8 to 10% of their top line revenue, which is quite significant. That's it's interesting, you know, because people don't even always realize the challenge that you have so many elements on an e-commerce site that are in flux. And that could be something as simple as the inventory, you know, where a lot of sites now competing with Amazon and, and other big sites that they're going to display things like how many items are still available uh, mm-hmm. right now in inventory. And that number is not static. Yeah. Um, that's very much dynamic, you know, aside from pricing and, and other things that, that might change uh, from time to time. Or, or I, I could keep listing out these different things that, that are going to be uh, in flux. And, you know, so with traditional caching, you hole punch and you say, OK, you know, these elements of the site are going to get cached with, you know, with the uh, the different caching technologies. In the case of Magento, you've got, you know, Varnish and you've got, you know, your content delivery network, your CDN and other things that, that are storing copies of different files and different images. And, but, you know, you're still stuck with those hole punched items where absolutely it's got to go back to the Magento database uh, and, and it's got to pull that. So, you know, knowing that that's a challenge and that that it is a challenge that's leaving money on the table for, for a lot of merchants. Is this one of the items that's causing them grief with some of the speed reporting that they're seeing? Is this going to be picked up by things like Google's core web vitals, page speed insights, lighthouse, um, some of the things that might also impact their their SEO, their Google ads rank, you know, rankings and and uh, auction fees and things like that. Um, or is this really just more of a conversion optimization and an end user uh, challenge? Yeah, I mean, uh, so I, I think uh, that's the right way to look at it. Any effort that you uh, invest in your business, I believe that it will have a short term or a, like immediate gain. It will also have a long term gain. So when it comes to speed, uh, we what our customers told us was that by making things faster, there is an immediate benefit, which is you boost their engagement, which means they look at more products, and the more products they look at, uh, it increases the the likelihood of they liking something and buying something, which is always great for a merchant. But the long-term business or the long-term impact of that was, like you said, the search engines. Search engines today, are, we know that they rank by how fast you are, how fast you are on mobile, how fast you are on the different pages. And what that means is that if you optimize the dynamic content and if you remove the latency associated with that, what it means is that now you would boost the organic traffic that's coming to your site because you're going to have a better search ranking. Yes, we can always burn money and get that paid search, but I would say every um, uh, I would say every marketing team out there is thinking about how do we boost my organic search. So we figured out that our bots understand that there are two uh, sides to this puzzle, right? One is the merchant and the logistics that you talked about. Very, very important. The other one is the buyers and from where they are coming from. So since we are in the middle and we have the vantage point, we understand that when a search engine comes, we actually tell our customers what kind of an exposure you have for the search engine. Are you exposing your entire catalog to the search engine? 
or are you only doing that by the geography? Like if you're a, if you're a furniture giant or if you're, you know, a big uh, e-commerce giant, you have more sophisticated logistics. And which means that you expose your catalog differently by different geography, which means that your search engine is not seeing the whole picture because they don't come from everywhere. They only come from select points. So we work with our merchants and we help them understand that one, search engine exposure is important, good attack differently, which we help them do it. We also help them by making things faster for the end users for both dynamic and static content, which means that now your organic search ranking goes up. So that's the long-term impact, Robert, like the one that you mentioned, apart from the immediate gain, which is also important, I would say, given we are entering into holiday season, I would say, why lose 10%? Let's optimize the dynamic content. That, that would be my take on it. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I think is interesting. So the SEO, absolutely. But a lot of merchants are also relying on, uh, on other traffic sources. And obviously, you know, conversion optimization. Hey, look, if you can get 10% more out of the, those, you know, Instagram ads or TikTok or whatever the, the latest and greatest are going to be for a brand today, that's great. But, you know, algorithms like the ones used in Google ads actually do look at speed. So, you know, they've got their quality score rankings that integrate the mobile page speed, the the landing speed scores. And, you know, if you're dragging that down, you might be less competitive in the auction, um, Mm -hmm. you know, with a low quality score. And that might lead to certain ads not showing, certain ads, uh, you know, needing to potentially cost more um, in, in order to be shown for the same, uh, you know, for, for the same auction, the same, you know, keyword or banner placement or whatever it may be. And I, you know, and I think the other thing that a lot of people sometimes miss out on is that systems like Google, uh, including for SEO, they look at this on a page by page basis. So sometimes people look at their homepage and they Mm -hmm. test the speed of their homepage. And once they get that in a sweet spot, they're happy and they don't realize that they're missing traffic and they're missing conversions where it matters, places like product pages where a lot of their marketing campaigns are likely to drive people anyway. They might have a lot of shoppers that never even stop at the homepage. So, you know, you start to really look at it as a bigger picture and think about the customer journey and, you know, and all the things that speed is going to impact along the way. And it's a pretty vibrant, you know, illustration that's being drawn that, uh, that it's not simplistic. It's not just that speed test that's going to check your homepage. Although, you know, if, if you've got issues with the homepage, chances are that you've got issues with everything else. Um, you know, oh, so yeah. I, I mean, uh, I would say you used a magic word there for me, Robert. You used the word journey, user's journey, buyer's journey. And I think that matters a lot. Uh, and my mission is, I think every merchant out there, I, I want to democratize this performance delivery uh, machine, if you will, for every e-commerce merchant out there. It doesn't matter whether you have an army of engineers or you are a guy who's just using, you know, a site like Magento or Commerce Cloud to actually deliver content. I want you to have the best experience, right? But how many of them will have the sophisticated knowledge that you just talked about, right? Because you live this every day, you're thinking about this. And a regular merchant, um, it's hard for them to actually gain such an insight. So what we did was, like you said, it's not just your landing page, but it has, um, in fact, we found a heat map of many of the e-commerce sites. And most of the time, the heat map happens on the product listing page. That's the point of entry 
you do uh, promotions there. It's the most important page. And you have ma- if you have many product suites, the product listing page plays a, such a critical role. And those are all the things we take into account. So we understand that not just the landing page, but every page matters because Google is measuring not just your homepage, it's measuring real user metrics, RUM, as your buyers are interacting with your site, that is being sent back to the search engine. People think it's only the crawling is actually measuring you, but it's not. They're actually sampling from real users' experience from Chrome and all of that, which is also feeding into the data. So you can just uh, cheat them, if you will, by you know for the search engine, by only making that faster, you've got to do a, take a holistic approach and make your site faster in, in the true sense so that you can make the organic search results go up. Yeah, you know, I've seen a lot of people try to game the system when it comes to SEO and things like this for a long time. And uh, I've seen very little long-term success out of, out of those attempts. Uh, you know, that what, you know, companies like Google, what they really care about are end users being happy because if they're not, they're going to stop clicking ads or they're going to stop using Google and try something else. And uh, even today, you know, you, you know, it's tech that they know that their position isn't solidified for eternity. So they have to keep delivering. And so they really don't want, you know, companies, websites cheating the system. They want sites that are going to have, uh, you know, what the shoppers are looking for, what the users are looking for. And so, I, that, I think, you know, as I, long I as you sure. keep that in mind. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you actually brought up another interesting point, Robert, that I want to double click into. It's just trust. If you are a business, the most important thing, in my opinion, is establish trust. In, in, in my case, I want to establish trust with my e-commerce merchants, uh, with my SaaS merchants, uh, with my SaaS players. And in the, in the context of e-commerce merchants, you got to establish trust with your uh, players, right? Like how Google wants to establish trust by saying, I'm going to be consistent and I'm going to make sure that if you're faster, you are faster in the true sense. So, so kind of, you know, like if, if you take that trust as the, as the actual building block, I, I think it plays a very critical role. If you do something right, it takes care of itself in a lot of ways. You don't have to game the system. You do it well, you're going to benefit your end users, you're going to benefit your buyers, you're going to benefit the search engine, and you're going to benefit as a result of that, right? Instead of gaming the system and finding some hacks, I think doing it right actually helps a lot of problems go away, basically. Yeah. You know, thinking more specifically about your team's experience, I know that um, users of platforms like Magento are probably doing, you know, if they're paying attention to their speed, they're probably using some things already like Redis um, to help with, with some of the, uh, the caching um, that, that we're talking about here when it comes to things like data. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your experience and what, what a typical stack looks like and what, you're, uh, what it takes to really take it to the next level? You know, how much effort is it to deploy something like your technology? How long does it take? Um, because I find that you know, that's often one of the one of the pain points it's the amount of effort really you know makes things prohibitive that businesses don't want things that are going to make their day-to-day maintenance of the site harder they don't want things that are going to be uh you know take too long and and be too costly to deploy um so what are you seeing as sort of a normal uh starting place for these merchants and you know sort of an, an end point what does it take to get there 
<laughs> to, to get Understood. it right. Understood. So uh, what we basically do is we help uh, merchants by simply uh, making their DNS name point to us. And uh, typically we, we, we give a C name, which is a way they map. Say if your shop is www.example.com, we would C name that to Zycado. And then we would automatically dial to your other ship, right? Wherever your origin is, we're going to get the traffic there. That's the that's the only effort that's needed. We don't make any code changes. We don't inject any JavaScript. We don't uh, we don't ask you to make any changes to your mobile app. We don't give an SDK. The, all we ask is make your DNS point to us. That's about it. And it usually uh, is done less than like five minutes, right? As soon as the DNS uh, mapping is mapped, what we do is we map it straight back to your current setup. So even though you've made the DNS change, it's really not pointing to us. It's pointing back to your current infrastructure. And then we get the SSL certificate installed on our infrastructure, and we are actually ready to take the traffic. Once that's done, for the first seven days, we are taking the traffic that's that's your real users are using, but we are not making any changes. We are just proxying that to your current infrastructure, and our bots are learning your real user behavior. Usually after a week, we start to go into what we call an enforcement mode. At that point is where you actually start to see benefits. You would see the site speed starts to go up for users. That will happen immediately after a week's time. And then after, I think Google takes 28 days to kind of get that back into the system. So you will also start to see other benefits like the search engine go up and all of that. This is a long tail advantage, but immediate advantage you would see it in a week. And the only effort that's needed is a DNS change. Interesting. So if they're already using, like a lot of our users are using, you know, those services like partners like Cloudflare um, that are providing content delivery network service, um, you know, the web application firewalling and, um, and other core components of the stack, you basically become a hop along the way. And so, you know, that the, you know, traffic is going to route through your systems, but um, ultimately they, they get to use the rest of their stack for the other things that are needed uh, in, in order to have the right security and performance and that is, you know, reliability and such. Yeah, yeah. In, in fact, I, I actually advocate our customers that the best way to use Zycada would be make Zycada the primary uh, infrastructure for dynamic content. And make your CDN the primary for the backup content. But regardless of which CDN you use, Robert, we all know, all of us have battle scars to prove it. We all know that best of the networks go down. It's a question of when. It's not a question of if. When that happens, do you want your website to go down, right? That's the biggest issue. So what we have done is we have built this a product called DNS Director which has zero allegiance. So it goes back to my trust point. I want to win the trust of my customers. It's not about me taking all the traffic on Zycada. So that this, this DNS director is built that would monitor the health of your uh, service on your static CDN as well as your dynamic edge, which is on Zycada. And what we do is if either of them goes down, it automatically maps the traffic to the healthy, healthier network till the other network comes back up. Because so if, you know, I, I'll, you know, poke at a few, whether it's, you know, CloudFront or Akamai or Cloudflare or Fastly or whatever CDN you're using, image CDNs like Cloudinary, whatever you're using, that if that goes down, 
you're going to act as a failover and vice versa, that basically your, your systems are going to help make sure that, uh, that you know, because things doesn't matter how big we see the biggest of the big, you know, our, our partners and good friends at AWS and, you know, have outages, you know, every major cloud, every, you know, the bigger they are, the, the bigger they fail. Um, I think a lot yeah. of people enjoyed watching Facebook go down a little bit more than, <laughs> uh, than even I would have expected uh, a few weeks ago. But, you know, I mean, uh, you, you, but there's no right. too big to fail here that they'll all fail at some point. They, they, they all do. But the, and like I said, I'm a math geek. They all go down, but they all don't go down at the same time. And that's the thing. I want to instantly turn uh, e-commerce site into a multi-CDN site. So keep your CDN, use Zykada, take that extra latency away from dynamic content and bring down that extra 10% that you're losing to others, right? Simple decision. And it makes your risk go down. So especially when you're getting into the holiday season, I know that given my experience with e-commerce merchants, this is the most important time for you. And if you're a small merchant, God help you. This is the most important time for you, right? So please take every step that you can and make sure that someone else's problem doesn't become your problem. For a CDN, if the CDN goes down for an hour, that's okay. They will be there tomorrow because these are multi-billion dollar companies. You can't do that. So please take precaution, convert into a multi-CDN. It's a no-brainer. And do that and you will have the peace of mind. Yeah, well... I uh, couldn't have said that better myself. I, I do like uh, redundancy, you know, and that's the name of the game in these, yeah. you know, at JetRails, we talk about mission critical and that's what these businesses are. That's what their websites are to them, that, uh, that, that this is not something that can just go down on Black Friday and no I one mean, cares. It, no, it, it, it matters. It matters a lot. Uh, you know, and, and that's why we go through all the steps that we do to ensure success there. You know, thinking back to to the speed that's able to be achieved um, by going through a system like yours, is there a way before deploying to have an idea of how much uh, speed is going to be gained through deployment uh, of your system? Um, are you able to, you know, because there are a lot of things where we're able to look and say, look, you know, a, a site, because it's got certain issues, time to first byte is at three seconds and we know we'll have it well under 200 milliseconds. And, you know, and so we can estimate already some of those time savings or, you know, you see big images and you know, okay, you know, that these can be compressed down and you'll go from, you know, four megabytes of images being served up to hundred kilobytes worth. And that's going to have a major impact. So there are things that you can sort of estimate or guesstimate in, in advance. Um, do you find that that's something that you're able to do, or is it, is it typically just based on the average, you know, that eight to 10%, so uh, we actually uh, go and give a demo for our merchants where we show that hey, this is your site's current uh, speed, if you will. And this is what we are able to actually reduce the latency. And they are, like you said, e-commerce uh, merchants, they are pretty sophisticated. Uh, they understand that the need for speed is important because that buyers want it, right? I mean, we are here for our customers, like the e-commerce merchants are there for that buyers. That buyers want speed. They're going to deliver speed. They don't care how they deliver the speed. They will deliver speed. So we were able to show that hey, we can, when it comes to dynamic content, we are the top provider today. The other thing, 
Robert, that I want to really bring it to your attention or your audience attention is most of the cloud providers, say commerce cloud or from Salesforce or Adobe, Magento, BigCommerce, that mothership is in the US, but the merchants are all over the globe and the buyers are all over the globe. What it means is that, say, for a buyer in Australia, if they want to use your site and you are on Adobe Magento or you are on, say, Commerce Cloud, you still have to traverse all the way. I call it like traverse the little pond called Pacific Ocean and, and actually come from that to here. Yeah. And that takes time. Yeah. You can have the best CDNs, they'll find you the best route, but that's only the network latency. You're talking about 100, 200 milliseconds right there on the, on the pipe. On top of that, you're talking about the business logic that you've got to run. It takes an additional say, 200, 300, 400 milliseconds. You're talking about 500, 600, or even a second for that to come all the way from 500 milliseconds to a second. And what we do with our technology is, since our bots compute all the necessary content for your buyers as they are browsing your site, we map that journey. We get that in 30 milliseconds compared to 800 milliseconds which translates into a good job. And it's a no-brainer because all you do is just do a DNS change and then we shave that latency. That's another big advantage is if you're a merchant that's using uh, Commerce Cloud or Adobe Magento, become any shopping, Shopify, mm-hmm. we would make you faster, not just for the merchants in US, which we are already delivering speed, but for merchants outside the US as well. No, that makes a lot of sense because even if, you know, if we're hosting Magento or Adobe Commerce, um, even when we're doing it with, you know, which we traditionally do for, for most of our larger accounts on the, on the cloud, uh, most often with AWS, occasionally DigitalOcean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that generally speaking, if they're operating one store, uh, you know, you're talking about one database in one location, you know, maybe with some failovers in another location, that sort of thing. But uh, generally speaking, uh, you know, most of these companies, absolutely, that you're trying to get back to one source of truth for the database. And Ooh. so that, that certainly speaks to me and, and makes sense. Uh, now, you know, I, I did want to ask, there are always economies of scale when it comes to these things. Mm-hmm. And e-commerce merchants, you know, there's so many things that, they're, that, that are put in front of them every day. Hey, if you go back and watch a lot of our episodes, you'll see everything from, uh, you know, most recently, you know, things like live chat and Go back a while and you'll see things like reward points and loyalty programs and, you know, and, and all sorts of shipping and payment systems and things that can enhance the shopping experience. Not everything is going to align with every merchant. Based on how your team is going to market, do you find that you align with any size business? To, are you able to you know, be in a good position to support a startup or, or SMB, or is this typically more of a mid-market and enterprise issues, you know, something that more established companies are at the point of dealing with and that you're better set up to, to solve, you know, because no. I, I know a lot of these things, they come farther and farther down market over time, but, you know, especially, uh, you know, a, as they build up steam, it's usually the, the more established companies that have the resources um, to identify the issues and focus on addressing them. That's that's very true. So that's exactly our strategy as well. So we we started from the top end of the market and we're coming down all the way to the mid market. These are merchants with at least 10, 20 million in revenue and up uh, all the way to a, we also have customers who are fortune 100, I should say, who are in the several billion dollars of revenue and they, we all, we were able to test it. And 
we saw the value. So that's our market we are targeting today. Just for to satisfy my curiosity, I went and tested with on like 20 merchants who are on uh, 20, 30 merchants who are on Magento and uh, become like, like uh, smaller merchants with GMV of less than 5, 10 mil. And uh, we saw that it's also beneficial to them. So they, and they would actually benefit uh, definitely because they don't have the sophistication of the big ones and they will get it. But like you said, Robert, we want to go to them. We want to open the floodgates to them. We are planning to do that in Q1 of next year, where anyone can just come onto our website and they can benefit. But today we are actually targeting mid-market and up. Makes sense to me. Well, Subu, it's been you know a lot of fun chatting about speed. Uh, you know, for whatever reason, you know, I, I live and breathe this stuff. Uh, you know, I, I enjoy it even before I was working at JetRails. <laughs> I'm just hardwired this way. But thank you for coming and sharing all this information for our audience today. Before we, we wrap up, any final words of wisdom, anything that, uh, that, that you think users out there should know about that uh, we didn't get to chat about today? Yeah. So uh, basically, I would like to always have them think about how to boost your availability. So make sure that, uh, you know, what are the simple things you can do that would make your site better, right? One is, like you said, have a good caching strategy. If you don't know what that is, please talk to a friend who's probably doing that. It's very, very helpful, at least to get that away. And also think about uh, what other solutions you can put in place that will make the dynamic content uh, latency go down. You, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, you know, like I, I, I always talk about uh, there are many sophisticated ways to peel uh, the, you know, like uh, to uh, solve the problem, if you will. Uh, I find that there are two types of content that kind of uh, is weighing a site down. One is the, I call it the first party content. The other is the third party content. So third party content is usually the marketing sites and all of that, that coming and loading it. Please make sure you use tools from Google and all the other open source and make sure you put them below the page so that those things don't slow you down. So that's one simple thing that you can do that would make you get the burden down. Shouldn't take a lot of time. Talk to a consultant. If you don't have a developer, they should be able to do that very easily. The first party content, the dynamic content, which is driving your business. Uh, if you're open to it, Zycota gives a free trial. So you guys can come and test it. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I don't want to make this into an ad. Uh, that's something that, uh, Robert talked about and I, I totally respect that. Uh, but it's important because we figured out that any latency you share helps you not lose your money. And when, when it comes to e-commerce conversion, I call it the mother of all KPIs. Please keep a tab on that because you can grow your revenue, but if the conversion is not under check and your customer acquisition cost is high, that's going to pay to your business. As I like to say, work smarter, not harder. <laughs> uh, so with that, um, thank you again for joining today. And uh, to our audience, as always, thanks for tuning in. Stay safe, stay healthy, and happy selling out there. Thanks for listening to the JetRails podcast. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We also post full videos of most episodes on the JetRails YouTube and Facebook channels. You can find links at jetrails.com forward slash podcast. Have questions about an episode? Is there a topic you'd like us to cover in the future? We're at JetRails on LinkedIn and Twitter. Do you want to sponsor this podcast? Sorry, but we're committed to ad-free listening. We are, however, always looking for guests that our listeners will benefit from. 
And don't forget to like the podcast on whatever platform you're tuning in from. It's a small ask, but it's a big help. We appreciate it. And more importantly, we appreciate you.